Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we're talking Amazon listing optimization. I love this topic. It's a topic that will probably never go away, right? As long as there's Amazon, as long as we're trying to maximize that channel, we have to think about listing optimization. And so uh, my guest today uh, is someone who came highly, highly recommended to me. We had a great chat kind of prepping for this. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce Resources. That's right. Here at OMG Commerce, we want to help make sure you're educated and in the know to capitalize on the latest tips, tricks, and strategies to help you grow your e-commerce business. So if you go to omgcommerce.com and under resources, click on guides, we have some cutting edge free information for you on things like how to dominate with Amazon DSP ads or how to use Amazon sponsor brand video ads and how to craft the perfect ad. We have several guides on how to capitalize on YouTube ads from creating the perfect ad to knowing when you're ready to scale. Plus there's a newly updated Google shopping guide plus more. Check it all out at omgcommerce.com and click on guides under resources. And now back to the show. So super excited to dive into this chat with Daniela Bolzman. She's the founder of mindfulgoods.co, the one-stop shop for Amazon listings done better. This female-led agency supports passionate brand builders to step up their Amazon game, and they provide done-for-you services to help you sell more. So this is what she does day in and day out. She's got a very simple, straightforward, but powerful three-step approach to optimizing listings, and that's what we're going to dive into today. So, Daniela, how's it going? And welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Really excited we can make this happen. I think after a few reschedules and other craziness, we are, <laughs> we're both busy. But thanks for being flexible and thanks for being here today. And so, uh, before we dive into to kind of the, you know, the street three steps to optimizing your listings, what's your background? How did, how did you gain this expertise in the Amazon world? Was that, was that your dream from the time you were small class? <laughs> Actually, um, I've always been very entre entrepreneurial minded. I've always been a creative. Uh, I come from a 10 year plus marketing background and uh, I had a, actually had a tech startup before this. So very different. I was in logistics and yeah. um, decided so logistics, to, tech startup and marketing. That's a great combo. Yeah, it actually, you know, it's 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 a lot of that has carried over. Um, I used to be what I'd call a Jill of all trades, where I I dabble in a, a bit of everything because I'd like to understand it, um, and then you know manage a team. But um, what I noticed is with um, remote working is there's this whole migration happening of you know I had an office with 20 employees and uh, I felt like I was in my 20s, but I was a mom and uh, loved my company, loved what we were building but realized in this next iteration of what I wanted to build, I wanted to have a remote team. And so um, I wanted to focus on e-commerce and um, around the same time was when Amazon had bought Whole Foods. Um, I happened to have a, uh, my family has a CPG business. So I had asked them if I could learn the Amazon ropes um, by way of their product. Once I went through that process and realized how hard it was for me, a seasoned marketer and entrepreneur, I realized that there was going to be some huge learning curves for um, other smaller teams, other brand builders, emerging brands out there, right? So uh, I started 
started getting into just regular retainer agency work, um, had a small team and then realized that we were turning away a lot of brands that wanted, that just needed help getting from A to B on Amazon. They, they didn't necessarily have the, the funds to go out and hire a full service agency. So um, we kind of flipped our model and now we just do done for you listing optimization to help brands get that first step on Amazon. That's awesome. I love it. Love that background. And yeah, I think that this is just like the most natural way to build a business, right? Is you, you experience a pain point yourself and you figure out the solution. Then you realize, hey, there's a lot of other people that need this solution as well. And that's that's what you did. And so let's dive right into it. So let, let's talk about these, these three ways to optimize Amazon listings. And why don't you kick us off with, with step number one, and then I'll, I'll have several questions and we'll <laughs> dive into that. Sure. Uh, actually, we have a very in-depth version of this that we call the buy now method, but we tried to make it as simple as possible and just get it down to three simple steps so that everyone can feel like they can accomplish this. Um, the first step is actually getting found through your SEO. And while every Amazon consultant out there is going to tell you as a brand builder that there's 150 things you need to be doing at all times, when you're first getting started on Amazon, you're setting up your listings. These are really just the three things you need to focus on. So the first one is SEO. Amazon is a search engine. And so I can't tell you the number of clients that have come to us and they've, um, you know, copy pasted from their website, gotten their listing up and running, but they're wondering why are we getting no traffic? Why are we getting no sales? Well, if people can't find you on Amazon, um, it's most likely because you haven't done your SEO research. So that's the first step, right? Um, and so there's a number of different tools that are out there that can help you get this data quick. Um, and then once you start running your advertising later, you can then optimize even further. But 80% of the work can be done in advance with lots of different tools. You really only need a couple of them, but they all kind of do the same thing, right? Helium 10, Jungle Scout, um, Viral Launch, all these great tools will basically help you do all of this research aggregate it into some sort of spreadsheet and then figure out which keywords are most relevant so you can infuse it into your listing copy. Yeah, I love this. And, and we, I don't want to give away the other, the other two steps, right? But <laughs> I, love, I love the simplicity of thinking about it this way. There are really kind of, kind of three things to do here because if you're not selling what you want to be selling, if you're not growing at the pace you think you should be growing, it really is going to come down to one of these three things, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then there could be dozens of or hundreds of little tweaks or things you could do related to each one. But think about this uh, in, in big topics, I think, really helps you know what kind of action to, to take. And so, yeah, the first step is, are you found, right? Amazon is right. a huge marketplace. And so as people are, and primarily people still interact with it by searching, by using search queries to find the product mm -hmm. they want. So if you're not being found, then nothing else really matters. So, so our first step is kind of identifying keywords by using these tools. And yeah, we, we, we like to use kind of a combo of those. I, I think maybe the favorite at OMG Commerce is Helium 10, but I love... Um, <laughs> we, actually, we actually just switched to Helium 10, so shout out to them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we so actually use a combination. We, we like to do two, a two-step process of a reverse ASIN first. Mm -hmm. Um, and we do that. Can you explain what that is for those that, that don't yeah, know? Yeah, so reverse ASIN is is basically a little bit of a cheat code, right? So you're um, with a tool like WordTree or any of these other tools too. We use we use WordTree for this one, but um, we'll go and grab the ASIN, which is the specific uh, SKU number that Amazon is giving your product that shows up in your URL. 
um, and on your listing, but that ASIN and your uh, competitors' ASINs, let's say up to 10 of them, you can drop into this tool and it'll go and scrape their listing and tell you which words are most frequently used um, on those listings, which ones are used in common across the listings, and which ones of those um, would be most relevant in terms of volume and um, density of search. So those are the, that, that's really the first step that we take. And the reason why we do that first is because um, we just need something quick and a base to go off of um, when we're doing the listing copy. Because when we're writing the copy initially, we're really writing the listing um, with a sales forward approach, right? We're, we're writing it in the, in the tone and feel of the brand. And then we wanna use persuasive sales copy throughout. And then we wanna infuse a base of keywords initially um, that is going to be, you know, our competitor, you know, roundup in that reverse ASIN search. And then once we have that, we'll go through and do a second pass with the deeper dive of SEO research that we've done um, within one of those other tools like a Helium 10. Nice. And so when you do that second pass of SEO research, that's after launching the listing or that's before? No, 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 that's before. It's all before. Okay. But it's just our, our process because our our when you're working with our team, we're dealing with multiple people. We have a person that's just doing SEO research and a person that's doing uh, that's a professional copywriter. And those two minds have to come together. And so yeah. that's the process we came up with to help them have their meeting of the mind. Yeah, it's really <laughs> smart because, and, and typically, like someone who's a great copywriter doesn't want to be confined to the world of keywords to a certain degree. And then someone who's into keywords is a little more analytical. And, and so, yeah, a process to get those two to, to come together. Is right, and the client, cool. at the end of the day, they just want their product to sound like their product. You know, yep. they, don't, yep. they don't want all these like weird keywords in there, um, even though that's what helps you get found. So you do have to have that, that mindset going into it. Cool. Now, uh, do you have any advice? So that, that's if you're launching, right? And, and I know the process is similar if you're just optimizing, but but take a seller who is already established on Amazon. Yeah. What should they be considering or looking at here to see, but maybe they're not being found like they, like they would like to be. What would the process look like for them? Okay, so they should still do the same process. There's, there's a caveat here, though. If you're already selling well, which you're saying they're not, but if they are, you have to be careful about how much you're updating your listing and where you're updating your listing. Because if you're a seasoned seller, you've likely already been indexed by Amazon um, throughout your listing. So you don't really want to change too much. And when you do make changes, you want to make them sparingly and in places that won't de-index your entire listing. So um, that being said, that would be like, let's say you have a title that's performing well, you'd put maybe some extra keywords that you see are converting from your search term reports in the back side of the title. Or right. like you wouldn't just, just keep like, the title mostly intact. You're yeah, just like don't delete the, the whole title and then put in a new one. Like leave the title, maybe delete some of the extra words that you weren't you know, finding relevant or weren't seeing conversions on and then replace them with some other keywords that you're trying to rank for, right? Same thing in the bullets. Uh, back end, yeah, same thing. So. Yeah, because let's say you're sales, not like, selling well. <laughs> well, just, just as a quick note, like if you're yeah. selling, then the the rule number one should be goal number one should be do no harm, right? Let's let's not go backwards. Right. Let's take little little tweaks, little iterations to hopefully right. you know, gain some. Money. So what we do actually on season sellers is we'll do a reverse ASIN on their listing, and we'll just try to find out okay what are they ranking well for. Don't touch any of that, right. <laughs> you know. Um, and actually, there's there's a good uh, amount of brands that came to us last year during COVID when they were switching their their you know uh, their 
budgets from in-store to online. They yeah. basically said, you know, we've been selling on Amazon, but we've been neglecting it. So we want to double down and refresh our listings. And so we had to take that approach with a lot of clients. We had to just, you know, play it safe in certain areas. And then, you know, in, for some clients, they just weren't performing well after a while because new competitors enter the marketplace. They didn't really keep their listings fresh. Um, or maybe they didn't update it or, you know, looking at your search terms reports to see what is converting and then adding it back into your listing. It's just, it's just that like ongoing How often should you do that? So if you're not keeping it up to, to date, like is, is that a monthly? Is that a weekly? What, what, do, you, what do you typically recommend for If you're running a significant that? number of ads, I guess it would depend on your ad spend, right? Like if you're, if you're running, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of ads, I wouldn't see why you wouldn't do it monthly. And that's a, a simple thing that your ads manager could probably pass off to you so you can update into your listing or that they can manage for you. Totally. Um, yeah, and we're, we're, and so as as an ad management company, we do the same thing with campaigns, right? We're looking at going broad match or phrase match and finding converting keywords and adding those back into the campaigns at the ad level mm -hmm. to further optimize and perform. But it totally makes sense to then add those back into the listings uh, as it makes sense, obviously. Yeah. Space limitations to a certain degree and stuff like that, but and then there's certain brands that come to us, and you know what? They're like you said, they're not selling well at all. And in that case, it's just a matter of ripping off the band-aid and just yeah. doing a clean refresh. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. Um, can't, can't really hurt it if it's broken already. So let's, let's <laughs> make bigger movements. Yeah, if, if something is broken, making little tweaks isn't going to get you there, right? That's too slow of a road. Like you need to make uh, more dramatic changes. Yeah. Awesome. So in okay. that case, we'll, we'll update copy, we'll update uh, graphics, we'll update everything across the board and just yeah. won't even look back. Cool. Now, I know, uh, you know, back in the day, the, the priority was was like product title, then bullet points, then back-end keywords. Is that kind of still the same priority order or any, anything you would, you would add to that? Uh, so we do um, back-end search terms and subject matter because we found in certain categories, subject matter is indexing. And then, uh, but yes, title, title first, obviously. Cool, cool, awesome. Great, so step one, getting found. What's step number two? Step two is the fun one. It's the one nobody likes to talk about for some reason. <laughs> it's the one that's... Um, I don't hear many people talking about this, but it's so important. Honestly, it's the lowest hanging fruit in the Amazon yep. marketplace. I feel like it's, it's the neglected piece that can make such a big difference. And uh, we worked with a company, a brand called YesBar, and within two weeks, they saw an 11.8% increase in click-through traffic. And so, like, that's just one emerging brand. Imagine if you have, like, a larger portfolio, you know, yeah. the returns on that. It's huge. So and, what does and this Amazon mean? Amazon loves that increased click-through, right? I mean, that that is music to their ears, obviously increased Conversion totally. rates really music theories, but if you're clicking, you're going to get more conversions. You're going to move up in the, in the rankings. It's no brainer. Yeah. So this one's a fun one. It's actually my favorite one to work on because I feel like this is the thing that everyone can do. This is a thing that um, it's not, it doesn't cost you very much um, and you can see significant gains from it. So um, what this is, is basically when you show up in the search results and you see your product next to everyone else's, what can you do to your main image to make sure that people are looking at you first and then clicking on you, right? Like, yes, price, yes, reviews, like all of that, that happens over time, but you, you don't get that right away, you know? So what can you do right now to make sure that people are uh, clicking on your listing, right? And so... In the case of YesBar, let's just break down what we did for them, right? So what they had was a beautiful image. It was a case pack of their product with a stacked close-up of the snack bar. The problem with it was there was a lot of white space around the edge, so it looks smaller than everyone else's products in the search results. 
And it was kind of um, diluted in terms of resolution. So it wasn't popping off the page. It didn't look crisp and clear and it didn't like draw the eye, right? Um, they did have what I would call eye candy, which is the close up of the snack, right? Which anytime you can add eye, eye candy, it's a win. Um, so I always recommend adding some kind of eye candy and a post edit if necessary to clarify the purchase. So um, a post edit would be something like um, showing, is it a six pack or is it a 12 pack? Right or calling is it, it out with superimposed text or or some kind yeah, of graphics? Yeah, yeah, just trying to and here's where you have to be careful, right? Because you're not trying to manipulate the buyer; you're trying to aid the buyer in the process. And so that's what it comes down to in the Amazon world. Amazon wants to know if you're aiding the buyer or manipulating the buyer. You never want to be manipulating the buyer. You never want to show something in the photo that's actually not going to show up to the consumer. You never want to make your product look so fake that when people get it, they're like, this isn't what I ordered, you know? So um, renders are, you know, a touchy subject. We do, we do renders. Um, I think personally, some products just show better in renders than they do in photos. Um, so we do very, very realistic renders on a lot of products and have seen increased performance. Um, so in that case, in the in the case of Yesbar, you would have a, you know, a a, a like a version that's polished of the of the case pack um, that is taking up the full frame of the photo that has a post edit showing how many bars are in there that has a post edit showing the main. Um, the main things that people are searching for in relation to that product. So is it vegan? Is it how many grams of protein or whatever the things are, right? Put that on the box. And then a super crystal clear close up of those snacks so people can see what they're actually getting because food, with food, people want to, they want to taste it. They want to smell it. The exactly. next closest thing is you have to show them a close up. So, um, and then how do you make sure that all of that on the page is, is working together and it's enticing people to look and click on your product. So that's where you can have a little bit of fun with this. You know, it's it's a creative process. So what we do is we come up with two, maybe three different variations of what we think could be interesting. Um, we'll go and look at different categories to get some ideas. We'll look at their exact competitors to see what's showing up in search. And then we'll just do really low fidelity testing on a tool like PicFu, which um, if you use it was code, a great tool. I know those guys were on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's been about a year, but yeah. Yeah. And FYI, if you use the code, I think it's MG. You get 50% off your first poll because we're an ambassador agency and we love them. Um, but we actually run this with almost, I think, every single client project that comes in because it has such huge benefits. So and we'll so run a split You can go back and listen to the PicFu episode if you want to. But yeah. uh, basically, you're, you're submitting images and real people are reviewing them and giving you feedback. Yeah. And so it's, it's a way to get feedback Amazon on images. shoppers. Yeah, Amazon, Amazon Prime shoppers. members. You can target Amazon Prime members. You can target within your very specific audience, too. So if you have a pet product, you can target pet owners, baby product, uh, parents. You can target... Uh, by age, you can target by gender, everything. It's it's phenomenal, and you get the results usually within an hour, which is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's so cool, and, and I love I love this step, this getting clicks, and really focusing on the image because this is really all about merchandising, right? If we're thinking about the mm -hmm. digital shelf, we have to think more like, and this is I think one of the things that's lost with a lot of digital marketers is we maybe get too nerdy and too focused on SEO and rankings and algorithms <laughs> and keywords and all those are important, right? I, like, I've been doing SEO since 2004. I love it. But uh, we got to think like the consumer, right? This is comparison right. shopping on right. a digital shelf 
and appearances matter big time. And so right. remembering that that someone is trying to solve a problem or trying to meet a need or fulfill a desire exactly. or whatever. Exactly. And how does the image communicate that and show that? Exactly. Um, that's why we that's important. why we simplify this process into get found, oh. which is SEO, get clicks, which is your main image, and then get sales, which is all everything inside the listing. Right, and what sells is imagery. I think there was a stat that said like ninety uh, percent of of what we take in as humans is visual, right? So if you're looking at a listing and you're um, trying to understand if you want to buy something, you better be enticing people through all of the visuals, right? Yeah. So so fully agree. Like the image is so important. And I want to. You mentioned uh, Yesbar. I'll mention a competitor just because I think what's interesting about the, this company is a lot of the innovation is with packaging and simplicity. So if you look at mm -hmm. RX bars, right? Which, yeah. which they've now become popular. You That's can buy branding. Walmart, wherever. What's That's that? That's solid branding right there. Solid branding. And what was their innovation? They put the you know like three or four ingredients. They no put BS. it on the front of the package. It's like three dates, two almonds three egg whites that's it right and yeah. so like wow how cool is that very simple very visual and it works right it got a lot of people that's why i that's why i bought the product in the first place then i heard the whole brand story and it's cool and the product is great but yeah think about visual merchandising right we talk about this a lot we do a lot with google traffic and google shopping we're, we're a big google shopping agency and we run into this all the time with google shopping like clients will come to us and say you know our products are showing up in google shopping but we're not getting the return or the volume we need. And I just had a skincare company that we started working with recently and, and their photos are, the, their product packaging is black and they put the product on a black background. Oh no. Like, okay, well that, uh, this is, you know, <laughs> not gonna sound like rocket science, but I you know think we found the biggest problem here and this people yeah. can't see what they're clicking. Anyway, so it's like simple stuff like that. Uh, merchandising is super important. So that's fantastic. Any other tips or suggestions? I love the PicFu example. I love the Do the call split out test. Like I mean, really within that step, it's, we have, uh, we broke down all the things that we do, like with the post edits, with the um, eye candy, all the different types of eye candy. Um, we actually have all of this in little tutorials inside of our mini course on our website. Um, it's called launchreadylistings.com, but it's, um, yeah, it's 37 bucks and you can like literally every single thing that we're talking about right now, there's like little tutorials that go with everything. So if anyone exactly. wants to do this themselves, <laughs> doesn't want to hire us, there you go. <laughs> we, 37 bucks, can't beat that. I'll link yeah. to that in the show notes as well. What, what's that URL one more time before we go to launchreadylistings.com. And actually we have, we train our designers on that too. So, um, Very cool. so other hey, designers could be doing this. Means it's legit. That's right. Yeah. That's what we do on our. Uh, so I did a YouTube course with Ezra Firestone. We send all our new YouTube specials through that course. We believe in it. Um, so it's good stuff. Uh, eat your own dog food, right? That's what. Uh, that's what was that like a Purina thing or something? They they literally had people eat their own dog food. Anyway. <laughs> I would not eat Purina. <laughs> and the, and then Google um, <laughs> Google adopted that though too. They they always say like their their thing is say hey, do we eat our own dog food? Do we test our own products and stuff? Anyway, yeah. it's a bit of a bit of a, a rabbit trail there. So, okay, so we got get found, get the click. What's step three? Step three is once you've gotten them inside your listing, how are you getting those shoppers to convert, right? And so this is a matter of figuring out what are the types of graphics and persuasive copy that need to be layered in a show and tell format. Um, some people call it like lifestyle infographics. 
but it's basically like, what is the way that you're visually showing and telling at the same time, the same thing that you're trying to say in your bullets, right? Because people can skim the bullets and that's what they probably do, but they're not sitting there and reading every single thing that you're putting in your, in your listing. Right. So you really want to make they're sure. They're scanning, right? They're scanning and yeah. looking for answers to questions or looking for something to kind of jump out at them. Right. And then maybe they're, they're skimming. Dying. Yeah. So it's really a matter of going through every single, um, every single thing that you're trying to say and trying to think of how you're going to visually show that on your, um, on your listing. So I, I love this too. And again, let, let's take an offline example or metaphor here. So I'm in the store and now I've picked something off the shelf, right? The, the packaging did enough to make me want to pick it up off the shelf. Now I'm examining it more closely, right? Or I'm pulling this item of clothing off the rack or whatever. So I'm digging a little bit deeper. Right. So that's the PDP. That's the product detail page. What are you doing to, to close the deal, to seal the deal? And, and it really is like, what questions do people have? What use right. case are Answer they going to be using? Answer every like single question they could possibly have. So an example, yeah. any food product. The first question people have right now is, what the heck is in this? That's what everyone wants to know. What do most brands do? They upload a photo of the back of the bag that is really Possibly. crappy quality, can barely read it. And even if you zoom in, you're like, oh, this looks terrible. Like it doesn't even look, it just looks terrible. So what can you do? You can call out every single ingredient. Let's say you have a clean label, like, like uh, Yes Bar is actually a good example. They have like very simple ingredients in their label. Just list it out and make it so easy for people. This is the only stuff in our product. If you want the nutritional facts, it's right here next to it. And by the way, it falls into all of these dietary um, you know, categories. If you're looking for paleo, if you're looking for this, that. Put little icons so that people can easily understand what this is and what it isn't, right? Like those are the questions that people wanna know right up front. So if you know those things about your consumer, think, you know, think through those and figure out how you're going to address all of those at once, right? So that's your your product images on the left. Some of the things that I that I see that's really powerful for brands that you could be doing is like an us versus them image. Those are super powerful on Amazon, right? Cuz you're saying, you know, we um, only have these things in our product. Other brands do all of this, which is icky, you know? So it's like, we're better. Here's why, you know? So how can you visually show this? The other thing is helping people identify with your product. So people want to see themselves. They want to identify in some kind of way, right? So is this a product for moms? Let's show some moms. Is this a product for dads? Let's show some dads, you know? Like, it's like, let's have fun and show, show people. And you don't have to have a, an expensive photo shoot to do this stuff. There's incredible stock photography sites that you can pull from to create these very realistic um, images of people holding your product and using your product to help people identify with your product. So um, product and use. So showing, you know, is there specifics on how to build this, how to clean it, how to assemble it, how to whatever the, the things are, um, write a list of all the things, narrow it down to the top six, make beautiful images that show and tell at the same time. What I see often is either people uploading just like stock images on white of like all their, you know, every angle of their product, which I don't understand why people do that. <laughs> or we see people uploading a bunch of lifestyle images that don't tell you anything, which is right. like, it's yeah. cool. It's pretty. Um, yeah. Okay. It's probably on your Instagram too, but it doesn't tell the shopper anything. And the right. shopper has questions that need to be answered. So layer some text on there and get it done. <laughs> so that's product images. And then when you scroll below the fold, for anyone that doesn't know what that means, it's um, basically when you scroll down on the Amazon listing, 
um, and you don't see the product images at the top anymore, there is one more section that brands can take advantage of that's called um, brand, well, it's, it's called A plus content. You can get it if you're a brand registered brand with Amazon, which basically means you have a trademark or you have a trademark pending. Um, and so if you get access to this, you can basically upload an entire another section of beautiful imagery to help sell your product. Uh, Amazon themselves has said that this section alone can lift your sales by 5% or more. And that's taking into consideration even the brands that are not doing it great. Um, and then there was a study that came out um, a week or two ago. I think it was like Data Hawk or somebody said that um, they were seeing it was like 20 to 200% increase in sales lift from brands going from zero to adding A plus content. So, I mean, that's super powerful. And this was like an analysis across like hundreds of thousands of listings. So, um, I mean, A plus content is something that I feel like every brand should be doing. I think that there's brands that do it well and don't do it well. What I'd recommend doing is, um, or what we do is we do basically stacking these huge banners one on top of the next to create a landing page like effect rather than doing um, all of the other Amazon modules that are really text heavy. And then it feels very hodgepodgey. So if you want to see examples of this, actually, it's like all over our website. Um, and actually, Amazon recently created a guide uh, from some of the work that we did with a brand called Bowery Farming. And they actually highlighted all of these things that we're talking about today in terms of um, showing and telling with your graphics and you know, using big banners, and uh, and that was pretty exciting. Yeah, I love this so much. And and one of the one of the things I, I heard long ago in a, in a in a marketing course or from a really sharp marketing person was going back to images. That you know, the saying is, an image speaks a thousand words, right? Like an image is worth a thousand words. But the the key is. What thousand words? What are you trying to communicate? Like, I think, I, think, I think a lot of people don't think about their photo enough to say, okay, what am I trying to accomplish with this photo? Right. Because I think to your point, people either go, hey, it's just a plain old image of the product or it's just a lifestyle image. We have no idea what this means. It's a family in their front yard. What are they doing? Where, where you really need to see, like, show me the product in action. Show me that it will hold up in this use case. Show, show it doing what I want it to do. Um, and so, yeah, you get you got to tell a story with those photos and then also with A-plus content. And we see this right. a lot, too, as we're evaluating. You know, I think just a lot of people, and I don't want to say lazy, although I think that's sometimes it. We're, we're spoiled because Amazon has so much traffic. And if you have decent reviews and okay images, like you'll sell uh, on Amazon. But if you think about this like a, like merchandising and like someone building a brand, you can do so much better. If you if you maximize all these spaces, your six product images, your eight plus content, your bullet points, get it all working together, mm -hmm. man, it can have a huge, huge impact. The um, other thing is that, remember there's still a camp of people out there that are very anti-Amazon. And so um, those people may, may never shop on Amazon, but as there's more negative press out there about Amazon, there's ways that you can counter that and help educate people around you that you are a brand in this neighborhood in, you know, who is creating this product and selling it on Amazon. So it is your livelihood, right? And so I notice a lot of people kind of hide behind their product and are afraid to put themselves out there and say like, hey, you know, we're a female owned business. We support animal welfare. We this, that, and the other, right? But that kind of stuff is so powerful for the end consumer, for the shopper to know that there's a real human behind this, you know, that has a family that's supporting other families and yeah. they care about these things in the world. And that makes the buying process 
feels so much better than just I'm shopping on Amazon, right? It does, yeah. And, and especially when especially when you do everything else right as well, right? You've got good images and a good headline and you look at it and you think, I want this product. Then when you can marry that with this is a female-led company and we're focused on these initiatives or we've got these environmental initiatives or we're doing 1% for the planet or whatnot, then mm -hmm. that just makes it, that makes you feel so good about making the purchase. Um, I think you, you know, you can't lean too much into that if your listing is broken or if you got bad reviews or other things, <laughs> like then that doesn't matter. But if you can add that on top of everything else being great, it's fantastic. Um, and, and I love how business is moving in that responsible way and kind of cause-driven marketing. I, I do... I do enjoy that. I'm glad that's happening and that's a trend. Awesome. Like cool. It. So we got these three ways. So, so being found, getting the click, getting the conversion. Anything else you would add to that kind of as we're, as we're wrapping up? And it's, it's perfect to have three, but, but any, any other tips, suggestions, ideas, anything else you would add to that? Well, I know anyone listening is probably wondering, what about storefronts? So I will say that a couple of things that we're really excited about with storefronts recently is... Um, that Amazon has uh, this feature called background videos, which I don't know if you've had a chance to play around with those at all, but they're actually, um, you can have up to four of them on your product page, or sorry, on your uh, storefront. And I hope they roll this out to A plus content because I think it's a really engaging uh, way uh, to shop. And I, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, but uh, YesBar's storefront is a really great example. We put two of them in there. You can have up to four. They basically are videos playing with no sound that just are on a loop. So what we did is we created these like animated like GIFs and play them as a video. And it's just this like really fun, engaging uh, content to break up all the static still images that are on the page, right? And so you're able to kind of re-engage the shopper and keep them keep them in in, in that environment and tell them all the things that you want to tell them before they're they're getting to the next section. So love that. Um, yeah, this looks we'll forget fantastic. forget about media I'm, I'm mentions. Looking the, I'm looking at the Yes Bar storefront right now. Really great, such fun branding. Really fun, yeah, right? I see those videos. Their, whole, their like name is brand. a mantra, so we just went with it and had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, people forget about media mentions. If you have media mentions within 18 months, you can put up to four of those in your A-plus content. And I don't think there's a limit on storefront. So um, you might have to put a little footnote to get it approved by Amazon to say, you know, when the most recent publication was. Um, but they have to be within 18 months. And then you can put up to four of them in your A-plus content. And what a great way to build trust and validate, um, validate for the shopper. So that's huge. I always recommend doing that. Um, and then we always, we always, this is a little iffy, but we always try to build a testimonial image into the product images. So that's a little fun bonus yeah, one so, for so you. Yeah, so putting an actual review or, or, or a customer saying something yeah. in the images. And, and I, I think this is a wishy-washy area because sometimes Amazon says you're not allowed to have testimonials, but we've gotten feedback from Amazon that um, you can as long as it's verifiable in your comments, oh. in the reviews. So um, if it's a real Amazon shopper's review and that's in your reviews, just Take the tidbit that you love and put, build it into a beautiful testimonial image so people see it right when they hit your page. You know, they don't have to scroll all the way down because you know everyone, once they get a couple questions answered, they just scroll right down to those reviews. So awesome. give it to them. Yeah. Well, Danielle, this has been fantastic. Uh, your company, Mindful Goods, mindfulgoods.co. Check it out. I'll link to it in the show notes as well. But why don't you uh, one more time talk about that, that course 
Sounds like an amazing value and a great way to dive in. And then any other uh, ways for people to connect with you, who you work with, that type of thing. Sure. So this is for, you know, the DIY brand builders out there, any designers at agencies that are looking to pick up more Amazon work. Um, this is a great little mini course that we created with our exact three-step process and tutorials for all the process to show you how we do this. Um, it's at launchreadylistings.com and it's just $37. So I can't beat that. Cannot <laughs> beat it. All right, Daniela, thank you so much. This has been a ton of fun. Thank you. Highly insightful and motivating as well. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks, Daniela. And thank you for tuning in. We'd love to hear back from you. Let us know what you like about the show. Give us some topic suggestions. Uh, connect with us on the show. So connect with us on the socials. Uh, also, if you find this episode helpful, share it with a friend. Don't be bashful. Let's get other people involved in the show as well. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.